And we're working through the book of John. Um, last week, we got into chapter 3. We're talking about several different things um, just there at the beginning of chapter 3. Um, it's, well, you spent a lot of time on verse 8, which um, deals with um, the wind. You can't see it, but so it is those who are of the Spirit of God that they move to and fro, they move into situations and out of situations. But um, <clears throat> so uh, we read a little bit um, further into uh, where we get into John 3.16, but this first part of uh, John chapter 3 Jesus and Nicodemus are talking, and Nicodemus is trying to understand what does it mean to be born again? How do I enter into my mother's womb as an old man and be born again? And so they're talking back and forth, and his last statement before Jesus really gets into an um, explanation of those things um, Nicodemus asks this question How can this be? So we're going to just kind of start there. We're going to read a little bit um, as far as what Jesus' response is to Nicodemus, and we're going to discuss that. Start at verse 10, Jesus' response, and I'm going to read through verse 21. So Nicodemus in verse 9 says, so how can this be? And Jesus answers, says, you're Israel's teacher, and do, and do you not understand these things? I tell you the truth. We speak of what we know, and we testify to what we have seen. But you still, but still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe. How then, if I speak, how then, if you believe, I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake of the desert, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes in Him may have eternal life. Here's that famous verse that we all know. Oh, yes. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light, and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly what he has done has been done through God. There's a lot in there, Phil. Oh, yes. There's a lot, a lot in there. There at the beginning when Jesus is, is um, answering Nicodemus' question, Nicodemus again, he says, how can this be? And Jesus basically says, well, you're Israel's teacher. How do you not know what I'm talking about? Yeah. He says, I'm talking about earthly things, and you can believe those things. If you can't believe these earthly things that I'm talking about, then how do you believe these heavenly things that I'm talking about? You know... I once heard someone say Nicodemus got a bad rap yeah. because we can look back over thousands of years and, and all that we have learned and people have taught us, 
where Nicodemus is right there with Jesus and he's expected to know. Well, yeah, because Nicodemus had even more thousands of years of time right, in history in the Bible that he studied. And from Genesis all the way to this point in the Gospels, it was all about Jesus. Every aspect of the Bible was all about Jesus. We can find Jesus in every single book in the Bible. Yeah. And that's why Jesus is saying to him, you're Israel's teacher. How do you not know me when I'm standing right before you? Right. So, you know, I don't think Nicodemus got a bad rap. No. He should have known. Yeah, he should have. He should have. And it was, and even too, you know, for him to, to come to Jesus, yeah. you know, at least there was this question. You know, there was this part of him that's going, maybe I need to talk to yeah. this guy. You know, there's something here, there's something, but yet Nicodemus is not understanding what Jesus is saying. And, and at points, that's what Jesus' response is, you're Israel's teacher, shouldn't you know these things? Yeah. And, and the answer is yes. You know, it's a rhetorical question, but yes, he should yeah. know these things. Um, but see, I, I kind of at points want to stand up and defend him because I find myself there. Defend Nicodemus. Yes. Okay. Because I find myself at points, you know, I've had this. Y yeah. And there's still things that I'm like, I read and it's just like, oh, wow, really? Is that, that's it. Wow, that's the neat truth. That's amazing. <laughs> it's like, oh, I should have known that. Um, but at the same time, you know, God is, is faithful and he's willing to come alongside us and teach us and care for us. Yeah. You know, so it's not like that big, you should have known and, you know. Okay. Let's, let's look at it this way if we can. Okay. I don't want to take too much time with this, but you see the outside of my hand. You see skin, right? Mm -hmm. You see fingers. You, you know, you see lines. You know, some wrinkles. Wow. 50-year-old <laughs> <laughs> wrinkles. If this is just the surface, okay, and if we were to look down inside, if we could take a, a camera down inside my hand, we'd see blood, we'd see blood vessels, we'd see bones. Uh, we, if we could go even further, we'd see, you know, like the mitochondria and the cells, mm -hmm. and we'd, we could, if we could see that, it's a lot deeper than just what you see on the surface. Yeah. This is the same way. Yeah, that's you a know, good point. This is the surface, and then when you dig in, you start to, this is, on the surface, we, you know, in some ways we could say, we're reading about the earthly things, but when we dig deeper, maybe we get into the heavenly things. Yes, and well, and, the, and that's a great point because that's exactly where Jesus goes. Yeah. Because he goes right in from you know don't you, you know you should understand how will you or how will you not understand the heavenly things when I tell you those if you don't understand the earthly things, and then Jesus goes right into to talking about himself, and he says no one has ever gone into heaven except the Son of Man, me. And then he goes on to say, just like Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness. Now, Jesus really lovingly goes into this Old Testament truth mm -hmm. because he knows Nicodemus will understand this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So he's like, okay, look, Nicodemus, this is kind of like what I'm talking about. And I know that Jesus didn't say that, but he's like, Nicodemus, this is kind of what I'm talking about. Just like Moses was to lift up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up. So he's, he's giving... Nicodemus a, a past reference point. Right. And he's giving him a future point. Right. So that when right. the future 
You see where I'm going? Right. When that happens, when that happens, then Nicodemus will be able to take and put these puzzle pieces together for himself because he would have seen deeper into them what the things than just what they were told on the surface. Absolutely. And Jesus is a great teacher in that regard because, you know, if, when I was in third grade, if I would have walked in and the teacher would have said, okay, we're starting with division, I would have like, well, well, wait, where's multiplication? Right. You know, so he builds upon, he yeah. shows them a reference. You know addition and subtraction. Here's how multiplication works. Then that's division. Yeah, you know, that's right. Here's the, what you know. Moses lifted up the serpent. When you see me lifted up, you'll know. Right. Yeah, that's good. It's really, really good. It's also an understanding, too, um, when he references um, the son of man. Yeah. That's, that's a big, that's a, a big truth, um, an exclamation point to Nicodemus, the son of man, because all of this talks about the son of man, mm -hmm. and the son of man will be lifted up. So, I, so he, you know, Nicodemus knows Isaiah. You know, and so everything in there as far as what the Son of Man, who that is, and, and, and who the, the Jews are to be waiting on as far as the Messiah is right, concerned. Right. So when he goes and he says that the Son of Man will be lifted up, then all of a sudden there's another reference to go ahead and, and to, to draw Nicodemus into what Jesus was teaching. Here's what I'm teaching. And, Absolutely. you know, it's just, it, yeah. it's just, it, that's, that is to, to me, I see that loving kindness that, that Jesus is just, is drawing Nicodemus in deeper into yeah. who he is and, and what Nicodemus needed because Jesus goes on to say the son of man must be lifted up so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. Now, yeah, see, Jesus goes right into heavenly things. And so he's like, you know, even though he may have kind of got on Nicodemus a little bit about, here, you don't know these things, but you should know these things. Right. That didn't stop Jesus from going into those things. Absolutely. And so and that's, that's what I get to um, in my own devotions and in my own quiet time, is that there may be things that I don't understand, um, but it's like, God, you brought that thought to my mind. Right. You brought that thought right. to my heart of something that I don't get. But he's also faithful to say, come on, let me teach you. And if we think about, and if anybody out there is watching and thinking, yeah, I know God's real. I know Jesus is real, but I just don't know. If you're questioning that, then God's already bringing you along. He's saying, mm -hmm. yeah, you need to know. Now I'm going to show you. Yeah. And that's what he does. So Jesus is giving a a foreshadowing of how the Holy Spirit works in a sense. Yes. I'm going to bring you along and, and I'm going to show point. you. Yeah, you should know this, but I'm going to make sure you know. It's the, the dichotomy of God, the, the lovingness of God plus the, the judgment that you need to know this, but I love you enough that I'm going to show you. And that's leading also up to verse 16, which is coming up. Exactly. But before we get there, you yeah. know, we talked about this, this reference of the Old Testament where Moses lifted up the snake into the desert. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is? Because well, some, of, some might not know. Okay. Well, um, I'm, you'll have to correct me if I go wrong because it's been a while since I read this. But um, there was a plague and there was um, mm -hmm. serpents that were biting people. And when they would bite the people, they would die. Right. 
And God spoke to Moses and said, take a bronze snake, wrap it on a stick, and hold that up in the air. That when people gaze upon, and I believe this is from the book of Numbers, right? Mm -hmm. I believe so. I think so, yeah. Mm -hmm. When people gaze upon this stick with the snake wrapped around it, then they will be saved. They will no longer die from the plague of the serpents biting them on the heels. And that symbol is one that we know it is today because it's the medical symbol. If you can think it, picture in your mind the medical symbol right. of the snake wrapped around that pole, that comes from the Old Testament. That's from, exactly from the right. From Numbers, from Moses raising up the snake in the desert. So it's a very popular story among the Jewish people that they pass that down. And, you know, as they study the Bible, they study the Torah. That's one that they often think they speak of. And that's why Nicodemus would have known it. So exactly. Well. Exactly. And that symbol, just like Phil said, that symbol is used in our medical community today because it represents healing. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it represents healing. So here right. it is. Now, now Jesus is talking to Nicodemus, and he's telling him, and he's explaining to him that, look, how can I share earthly things with you if you don't understand those? And how can I uh, share heavenly things with you if you don't understand these earthly things? Well, here, the example that Jesus gives about the snake being lifted up is a physical healing that happened in the Old Testament. Right. So that's a physical healing that he's talking about. But then Jesus goes on to say, so like the serpent or the snake that Moses held up in the desert, the Son of Man is to be lifted up, up on the cross for spiritual healing. Yes. So here's, healing. yeah, do you see what I'm saying? So here's, here's Jesus, yeah. and he's telling um, Nicodemus, he's like, look, okay, do you remember the physical healing back in the Old Testament? That same thing needs to happen spiritually, heavenly. Heavenly things. Right. And so he goes on, so then that's, wow. so he sets up these two things, and he not only addresses the earthly things and the heavenly things with Nicodemus, but then he gives him examples. The snake in the wilderness, the son of man to be lifted up. Earthly thing, heavenly thing, spiritual, I mean, physical thing, spiritual thing. And then he dives into verse 16. For God so loved the world. Loved. The world. Not just the Jews. The world. Exactly. Loved the world. And that, at points, would have made Nicodemus's gears start to grind. Mm -hmm. Right. Right? Because right. the Messiah was to be sent to the Jews. The Jews. Right. But now we're including everybody? Yeah. So that word loved there is that deep, affectionate, willing to literally sacrifice yourself for the world. So Nicodemus, this isn't just about you. Absolutely. So, and that's why the, ver the verse is, is so widely known is because God loved the world so much. And he gave yeah. his only son. He gave. He didn't say, come earn this. He gave us this. Yeah. We can't earn this. He gave it to us. A gift. Hmm. <clears throat> That's why there's different times I talked about, you know, uh, we've talked a lot about spiritual gifts and all over the years um, of the year here. And, um, but there's this one that, and, the, and it's not a spiritual gift, but I talk about it once in a while, but that's receiving. And, and I joke at points about it, you know, um, you know, man, I wish I had the gift of receiving. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> wish I had the gift of receiving. Um, but at points, it's, it's something that we do need, um, that we need to understand that this is, this is a gift that's given. And, and once we accept this gift, then all of the spiritual blessings that come along with it, and, and they're, they're there for us to accept, but they're being given to us just like Jesus was given to the world. Wow, that's good. <clears throat> but Jesus was given to the world. He gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but that they will have eternal life. So here in, in two sentences, Jesus talks to Nicodemus twice about eternal life. So he's going from the standpoint of looking at, okay, how do I go back into my mother's womb to be born again to having eternal life? You mean I'm going to live forever? Yeah. Type thing. And, and that's exactly the point that Jesus was making, is that belief in him and his death, burial, and resurrection, um, that his, he would be healed, just like in the, in the desert with this, the snake that, was mm -hmm. lifted, that Moses lifted the snake up, but that he would be healed and that he would not perish, perish, separation, forever. Yeah, death. Right. But that he would live forever and have eternal right. life. Right. So from that point, Jesus goes on and he says, For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. That's important. That is so important. It is. You know, we often it stop on, at John 3.16, but 17 is so important. And so is 18. And because, you know, there is now, therefore, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Right. And we create self-condemnation upon ourselves. Mm -hmm. We condemn others for the things that they do. Right. How can you be a Christian if you have tattoos or if you cuss? And, you know, that's condemnation. And it that is. is not coming from God. Because Jesus did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. Right. That's right. That condemnation is huge because it's also one of the tactics, um, weapons of the enemy. Yeah, absolutely. And man, he will tear you up. Mm-hmm. Because if you did something wrong, then you know what? You have to pay. Somebody's got to pay, and it's going to be you. You know, and it is that, that condemnation that we have. And, you know, if I miss, or I should say when, when I misstep, yes. and when I, you know, when I do something that, that is not pleasing to the Lord, something that is, is out of line, something that sins against His heart and against the Word of God, um, then I need to ask for forgiveness but move on. Right, right. Right? Because I've been forgiven. Absolutely. No, I'm not saying I'm not going to get consequences. Exactly. But to allow that to devalue me and not move forward or step into my calling mm -hmm. or my purpose, um, not allow God to use me or flow through me because I'm just not worthy any longer because I have, I have broken this fellowship and, and I am not worthy to be used or I'm not worthy to, then, then the enemy is having his way. Absolutely. And I have, I have allowed myself to be stifled in my growth. Um, I've allowed myself to be distanced from the one who 
sent his son to save me. Um, I have allowed that relationship to not flourish. There's so many things. It's, it's like on that slippery slope. You know, it's that snowball yeah. that gets pushed off right. the top of the hill. And by the time it reaches the bottom, the, you know, the snowball is so huge that, you know, oh, my word, look at, look at now what I've done. God could never forgive me. And that's just not true. It isn't. It's one of the greatest lies right. from the pit of hell, quite Absolutely. honestly. It really is. And, and so often, um, you know, we buy into those. And, and they start small. Mm-hmm. You know, they do. But then we allow them to, to increase and to grow. And, and it further, the bigger it gets, the further separated we are, the further distanced we are, um, and the less we feel valued. In, in all my years as a pastor, I would talk to people who would say, well, I haven't been to church for years. My answer was always the same. So? Yeah. You know, they were condemning themselves for not being in church as if that was something so bad that you can't go back now. And I was just like, so you mm. can come, you're here now, or you can come again. Right. You know, there is no condemnation because we are forgiven. Mm-hmm. And it's, but in, and there again, I mean, that's a great point. And, I, and because that's so real for today. Yeah. You know, and, and especially too, this is one of the conversations, you know, many of the conversations that I've had since, since this, the COVID-19 and all has started is that people are feeling drawn to the church. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're, they're feeling drawn to, to the relationship with God. Yes. Some people don't yes. know how to word it, so they'll say the church. Yes. But, yes. but they're being drawn into a relationship with God. But, and it, I hear it every time, but I've done this or this or this. Mm-hmm. But, man, I haven't been in a church for who knows how long. <clears throat> but... And it's always that. But it, when, you, when we hear that but, then I'm like, there is condemnation in some form or fashion about to come out of your mouth. And sure enough, it is. Yeah, right. And it, in a way, Nicodemus was drawn like this too. <laughs> Good point, yes. You know, he was being drawn. <laughs> he came and met Jesus at night. <clears throat> and Jesus tells him all these things. But how do I do this? You know, and Jesus then teaches him. So, if you're saying these things, well, but, then I say, so what? Mm-hmm. Come. Because this is where we need to be. This is where we learn. And, you know, we want to teach. We want to preach. We, we want, because we know, mm. and we want you to know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and we, we want to know more, too, because you guys can teach us, too. <laughs> oh, my word. That, see, that'll preach. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it really, that, that's it. And it's one of those things to um, I, really what we're, what we're standing on the edge of right now and what we're discussing is how to break free from that condemnation. Yeah. Then, and what you're, yeah. what you're saying is by stepping into, and sometimes it, it might be physically, to step physically into church. Yeah breaks that bond oh, it does absolutely right and and that's and that's what we're supposed to be doing isn't it we're supposed to be helping people break free set the captives free absolutely and and when we when we and i include myself in this when when we get this locked into this thought of well i can't because or if we start throwing in the i would like to come into church but or i would like to do this but then what we're doing is, is we're really at points that in itself is identifying our chains. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because we're, we're announcing, in, in, okay, I'm locked down right here, and I can't step into this, and I can't do this. And you know, I know exactly what you're saying. I right. know exactly what you're saying, and I know that people out there are, are understanding that. Me too. But the question is, how do I break free of it? I know that's what they're asking. Okay. So what do you say? Step into it. Step into it. And you know what? As you always say, that prison door is not locked. It isn't. And Push it open. Exactly. Exactly. Because we also have testimonies of different people, too, who have decided, and we'll just use coming to church as an example, but they've decided to come to church. They've decided to come back to church. Yeah. You yeah. Know, we've yeah. had... We had, had one person say, you know what, I just was driving by that church, so I'm supposed to come in there, and so I just did. Yeah, I know who you're talking and about. you know what, it just really, it has changed their life. Yeah. Because you know, they walked into a church, but they walked out of a prison cell that wasn't locked. Yeah. Because the enemy wants you to believe that it is. And, and the enemy uses earthly things. Whereas right. when you come into a church, you learn right. about the heavenly things. That's right. Which is what Nicodemus and Jesus were talking about here. So hmm. I, I kind of liken it to there's been days where I would wake up in the morning. I don't want to go to work. I absolutely don't want to go to work, and I just want to call off. But, you, but I go. And I come home, and, you know, by the time I get home, it's like, oh, I didn't even you – know, forgot all about the fact that I didn't want to go. Yeah. Taking that little extra effort makes such a difference. You know, it's, it's nothing magical about, I mean, there's no magic involved here. No, it nothing isn't. Magi- like you walk through these doors, you don't, the Holy Spirit doesn't fall upon you and say, welcome to the kingdom. You know, <laughs> you don't walk into a McDonald's and become a Big Mac, right? <laughs> <laughs> as much as I'd like to right now, because I'm starving. <laughs> what I mean is, when you take that step, God honors that. And Starts to break those chains for you. Yes. In the heavenly realm. Yes. And and the reason I'm smiling so big is because that that is so much of what we're going to be talking about on Sunday. Oh, really? It is, because it's about authority. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There you go. (laughs) Right? You got it? Yes. Because it is. It really is. It's like you're you're stepping into, you're using your authority. And 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 when when this when these doors have opened up and God has invited you. His Holy Spirit has invited you to say, you know what, come on. It could be coming to church. It could be giving a tithe. Yeah. It, could, it could be a number of different things. It doesn't even have to do, have to do with anything as anything. far as these buildings. You know, it could be in a relationship that you're in. You know, you know step, step into this or step out of this toxic right. relationship right. that you right. might be in. But it is going, you know what, when the Holy Spirit is drawing you into whatever it is, then you have his authority to move to him. That's good. Right? And so when you have his authority to move to him or into what he has called you to do or to be or to take part of, then you also step forward in his power. Amen. And the enemy can't handle that. Oh, no. They cannot. You know, so they have to let go. The chains have to come off. The prison doors have to open. Go ahead. I'm, I'm glad you said that because Hollywood has glamorized demons. 
has glamorized the enemy. They're so powerful. No, they're not. Mm -mm. They are no match for the power of God. And we have that power within us with the Holy Spirit. That's exactly right. And they're no match. And we can break these chains very easily mm -hmm. by just stepping into whatever the situation is, whatever you're being drawn to. Nicodemus was being drawn to go see Jesus. He changed. That's right. He changed as a result of that, that teaching that Jesus gave him. And we learned John 3.16 and 17 and 18. So, you know, yeah. don't hold back whatever it is. As Ian said, step into it. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. But Jesus did not come to the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. <clears throat> Verse 18, whoever believes in him is not condemned. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. That's, that just screams to me that he is safe. Yes. Yes. Jesus is safe. And in all of what we're dealing with today, with all of the, the pandemic um, and all of the fear that is being stirred up at points and the worry and the concern and all of those things, mm -hmm. that he is a safe place. He is who you can believe in for your eternal salvation and your eternal life. Absolutely. But even the things that we would go, and this is something small. Yeah. But you can believe in him, and he is safe. The other part of that verse is, but whoever does not believe stands condemned. That's right. tough. That is. But it's true. Absolutely. And unfortunate, but true, and yes. it's a hard truth to take, but you believe or you suffer the consequences. It's right. It's right here in red and white. <laughs> yeah, it's red and white here too. But it, it is, it, you know, it's, it's one of those things to go, well, you know, well, but, you know, we just read all this stuff here, Phil, that, you know, God loved the world. God loved the world, but, but if we don't believe in him, then we stand condemned? And the answer is yes. Yeah. The answer is yes. Yeah. We do. But the, this here is um, just a beautiful invitation to step into belief in Jesus Christ and the life that he has for each one of us. You know, he has come to not condemn the world, but to give life, right? And to give right. life more abundant. Right. And, and that, <coughs> that comes out of John 10, I believe it is. Yes, John 10. Um, and we'll get into that as we move through the book. But even here, it's like the, Jesus is talking to, to Nicodemus. We, we can't forget the scope of this conversation because Jesus is talking to Nicodemus and he's, he's working to explain to Nicodemus these heavenly things. And so there's heavenly things as far as Jesus is going to be lifted up. And if you believe in him, understanding through his love, then you will be saved. You will have eternal life through him. But if you don't believe, then you will be condemned. Now, that part, too, is throughout the, the Old Testament, everything of what oh, Nicodemus had, had read. There right. is, there is right. a judgment side of God. Absolutely. And Nicodemus knew it, and he knew it well. So he's like, look, Nicodemus, here's your options. You can believe and have eternal life, or you cannot believe. And it's a choice. And you will be condemned. You, yeah. you stand condemned. So what will you choose? As when they were entering the promised land, Moses said, I set before you life and death. Choose life. Yeah. And then he went through 
what that meant. And That's right. It's the same thing here. Choose life. Choose to believe. Hmm. Let's see. Verse 19. Jesus says, this is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men loved darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. Oh, that, that just cuts right down to the, to the bone, doesn't it? It really does. I mean, you, you, can, you can choose not to make that <laughs> personal. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> you can choose not to, but the right. truth of the matter is, is that deciding to not make it personal makes me understand and believe that you get what Jesus is saying. Oh, absolutely. Here. Absolutely. So it, it really is. It's, it's the light and the darkness. And, and that, is, that is a classic tale from the very beginning of time in Genesis to, to even the stories and the movies that, we, that are in the theaters today. Right. You know, <laughs> good versus evil, light versus darkness. <laughs> right. Um, but, but there's a truth of the darkness. The darkness is real. Absolutely. And because of the darkness, it tempts us to make our choices. And, and, it, and it tempts us to try to ignore it and say, oh, no, yeah, that's, that's not necessarily me. I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian now. I'm, there's no darkness anymore. Right. We're still subject to it. We, we are. Because, and yeah, if it, and we keep our relationship growing and building with the Lord then we're getting closer and closer to the light. Right, right. <laughs> Which shines on the... Uh, it shines on all the darkness. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> we do, and point. we do have to admit it. Um, but it is, it, it's, it's the truth of, of where we are. And to understand even in this passage where, where Jesus is talking uh, to Nicodemus, and he's kind of wrapping some things up here, he's letting Nicodemus know and understand that there's darkness in his life mm. and that he needs to step that we talked about stepping into, um, but need to step into the light. Right. But he who practices the truth comes to the light so that his deeds may be manifested as having been wrought in God. So as we That's come good. to Jesus, yeah, talk about that. We are forgiven. Yes. You know, your deeds are, they're handled by God at that mm. point. When you, you come to the light, that's it. You, you're forgiven. Yes. Now keep moving towards, and when the, those times do come up and we do continue to sin, you will know to take it to God, and it will be wrought in God again. So if I'm forgiven, can I keep doing my stuff? Absolutely not. <laughs> well, you can. Everything is permissible. Not everything is beneficial. Oh, okay. very good. That's a quote from Paul. That's in, right. First um, Corinthians, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Right. So yeah, you can keep doing it, but there are consequences. There are consequences. Yeah, I, we I, talked about that earlier. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, don't, I don't have time to go into a story, but um, I've told the story before, if you remember about the kid who goes to school and every time he gets in trouble, his dad puts a nail in the right. post and every time he does good, it takes the nail out, but their scars are still there. Right. You know, I believe that's why Jesus showed the scars in his hands. Look, this, this is real. The, the scars remain, and this right. was because of sin that I did this. 
Hmm. So there are consequences. Oh, yeah. Come into the light. Let your darkness be set aside. Um, it's, it's also, too, one of those things in my own life. Um, when God desires this relationship with us, then the Holy Spirit draws us, right? He draws yeah. us yes. into, the, into himself. In doing that, the Holy Spirit himself being God is also the light. So yes. when he draws himself or draws you to himself, then, then that light as it comes to draw you in will expose who you are, whether you're ready for it or not. Absolutely. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> no, me too. Yeah. But it, it's really, it's, it's a, now it's a neat thing because this, this relationship with the Lord has, has just overtaken me. And it, it, has, um, it has captured me. And so you, you crave that. Yeah. You want that. And so the more of that darkness that is exposed, then the more purified you are. I'm not saying that you become totally purified. I'm just, what I'm saying is that you, you be... I know what you, you mean. You lose the hidden spaces hmm. in your heart yeah. that you want to surrender and have God be a part of all of what you, all of your life. You want exposed more to what God has to offer than exposing your shame for what you've done. Yeah, that's right. Because, because you want to be forgiven for those things. Right. You, you really do. You want to be forgiven of those things. You want to be freed from those things. And that's one of the reasons why many people don't come forth is because they're ashamed. Yeah. And... When you hand that to God, as it says in verse 21 here, he removes that shame, mm -hmm. removes those hidden places, like you're saying, and those spaces, and that's right. you want more. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's like there's no condemnation in Christ and there's no shame in Christ. Right, right. It really is. Just another tool of the enemy to keep us chained. Exactly. Or imprisoned and not deepening our relationship and all with the Lord. So but, um, I just really want to encourage you just to be watching and looking to see what God is doing in your life and around your life. Um, even though you may look at me and go, Ian, I'm like trapped in the house. God can do things in your house. He really can. But just to, to even if, if it's stories or things that you read on Facebook, but I just really just pray that you just keep your eyes open and see what, what the Lord is doing and that our hearts are open to the heavenly things. Yeah. You know, the Amen. heavenly things. Amen. Um, that's, that's where we deepen our relationship with the Lord. That's where the intimacy with Him comes. And, yeah. and that's where we begin to further understand and grasp and um, even welcome that depth of relationship with God and understanding who he is. Um, so ask yourself this week, God, what do you want to be to me today? And learn about a characteristic of who he is and embrace that. Um, it'll be a process.
So Amen. we get to embrace it. And don't believe the lie that it's not possible because it is. It is. It really is. So good night. We love you guys. God bless each one of you. Have a good night. We'll see you next week. See you. Good night. This concludes this podcast.